Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? Doing good, Buck. Do it up. And to the left, mm. announcer Elliot Dagan. Mm. No live intros this time. We uh, we ditched the soundboard for this show. Yeah. It, it will be back. No. It will be back. Now I'm just going to fire off some sound effects from uh, our usual stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just that, that, that time of the uh, recording session. Now that I know my sound bites, do you want me to include them in? Just, just like randomly just drop them in. Just pepper it in. Yeah, yeah, pepper it in. But sound like you're coming from a computer. Like, give it a little Hal Nine Thousand vibe to yeah. it when you do it. You got to wait thirty seconds. There was a deep like bass on when I'm. Thank you, Elliot. I did Thank sound, you, Elliot. I did sound like James Earl Jones a bit. <laughs> so that was kind of like that. Oh, but can you uh, tilt that Earl- mic up a little bit? You're talking to the top of it. James Earl Jones it a bit. Is that better? Verizon Wireless. Yes, it's completely better. So I'd like to thank everybody for tuning into the Far Out Podcast today. To all our sexy listeners out there. And you will be, if you're not sexy now, oh, oh. you will be sexier later. Oh. Because we're going to talk a little bit about aphrodisiacs and oh. the things that you may not know can turn you or your partner on. Oh. And, by, and by partner, I mean that in... Whatever you're into. Oh. Your partner could be... A car. A car. A female. Oh. A male. Oh. It could be... uh, Your hand. An intelligent animal. Could Uh, be sharing your bed with many things. Share your bed. Yeah. Well, hey, he didn't mean anything sexual when he said that. Uh, No, he did. Ellie, could you bring your mic closer to your face as well? <laughs> I guess. Come on, team. We're both off of yeah. We're both <laughs> off our game right now. I'm sorry. I thought the whole thing with buying these scissor mic arm stands would bring the mic closer to everybody's exactly. face. Well, how are you going to go on your rant when you I pull it out s- and Freddie Mercury in it? Yeah, I can do that. I'm just very confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. Visual bit. It was just for Todd. It was just for Todd. I know because he's getting to this point. I just wanted to do a visual bit. It was just the one. Buck pulled the mic yes. and put it at home. back past his head. <laughs> when I said I'm very confused, yes. Yeah. It was funny to me. but It then, was. Uh, do, you know, do you know the look at this point where you're doing a visual bit and I give you that, like, the yes. people at home have no idea what's happening? Oh, I know the look well. I, I wish I could take a Polaroid of the look. <laughs> really? It is, yeah, it is kind of a parental, like, really, motherfucker? Yeah. So the reason you got these was for this, right? <laughs> we discussed this. Yeah, exactly. Elliot is slamming a high life down, and it vibrates the springs in the mic arm stands. You know, nothing's fucking perfect. Nothing goes perfect around here. Oh, we're good. That's why we're the Far Out Podcast. It's by the raw, way. motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. I never wanted to do a show in a studio unless people were paying me. I like sitting in my garage with my friends, and uh, that's the joy of podcasting: is you get elements of that magic, but. Speaking of hanging out with friends, like that transition? Yeah, that was good. Sure, maybe. So uh, last weekend, I was in uh, Pasadena, California, uh, hanging out with uh, some friends of mine. We went out on Colorado Boulevard, for those of you from the L.A. area, and uh, we were hanging out in a bar, and uh, my buddy Jarrett and I, that I'm going to India with, we, uh, we, we decided to take a little walk to go get some cigars while we were hanging outside the bar. So as we're walking down Colorado Boulevard... I see this guy who's like an elder, elderly gentleman who has, a, who has a little dog with him. How old is elderly? Paint the uh, radio picture. I'm going to say he's about 70. And he looked... He was on the border between homeless and having a domicile. <laughs> you know those people that are like borderline? No, he's walking that fine line. I see that every day. Yes. I see that walking every day. That fine <laughs> line. Yeah, I know where you were too, yes. I'm looking at both of you thinking, you know... I'm walking that line right now, yes. And and so this guy, I, I, you know, I wasn't sure, but I didn't ask him. But you had that moment where you go, this guy might be a, a homeless or he might be a home-having person. If he's a homeless, hearts out to the guy. But uh, as we're walking down Colorado Boulevard, this guy has a little puppy, like a little dog. I don't know if it was a puppy or an older dog, but hmm. the dog was smaller than Furry Murray. So it was a smaller dog and it had this, like, curly hair. So it looked like a cute little terrier. It looked kind of like John Norton's dog, for those of you who listen to the Brian Whitman podcast. But it looked like a smaller dog with, like, really fluffy, curly hair, like a, a, a terrier meets a Bichon. What? Right? And, uh, and so I was walking by. Now, as now a dog owner that loves dogs, I sat down. And I was like, oh, let me, let, me, let me pet your dog kind of thing. And he was real excited. He's like, oh, yeah, come pet this dog, my man. 
And so I'm petting the dog, and I was like, so what's the dog's name? It's a very tiny dog, and he goes, Big Moose. I was like, Big Moose? That dog does not look like like Big nor Moose. And so it was like the, the best dog name of a dog I'd ever seen. It was known as Big Moose. And uh, I, I can't imagine the naming of the dog. I mean, it almost seems like they were like uh, you know Native American, and they walked out of the teepee, and the first thing they saw was a... Mm. Big moose, Big maybe, moose. maybe yes. they're from from the north. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I imagine. Mm. Many years ago, in the time of the buffalo, mm. lurked the big moose, mm. and I saw a big moose, and I immediately like had had a hearty guffaw because I'm like, this dog is neither big nor moose, and uh, I was like, oh, such a cutie, and I was petting the dog, and the and then the guy says this, everybody love big moose. <laughs> He yeah. stole your tagline. Yes, and I, I sat there in the middle of Colorado Boulevard going, he just said, everybody love Big Moose. No, they don't. Everybody love Furry Murray. <laughs> That's right. Everybody loves Furry Murray. That's right. No everybody, one loves Big Moose. Everybody loved my dog, right? Yeah. And I was like, and then I stopped and I was like, I had this moment where, I, where it was, as Adam Carolla calls it, the great magnet, where yeah. like life reflects upon you from your inner life, reflects on the other world. And it's like, it was like this, you know, it made me believe in God, like this kind of coincidence. <laughs> and he said it just like we said on the show. Right. Everybody love Big Moose. Nice. And I was like, and Big Moose was lovable. I got to be honest. I wanted, like, if Big Moose was going to live his life on the streets, then maybe my wife and I should have just been like, hey, here's a 20. We're right. taking Big Moose off you. Yeah. Maybe you can stay at the hostel for a night. And did you get into that conversation with that man? No, but what I said was, I got, are you homeless, sir? No, 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 no. That's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Well, they prefer the term uh, "street resident." I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. I don't know the appropriate way. It's kind of like when you meet somebody and you're not sure whether they're a homosexual or not, and you don't want to be like, "Are you gay, dude?" And it's not like you know, Matt, because you got to say that. That's that like is the Matt. perfect way to ask. That was like what? a Hallmark greeting card right there. Are you gay, dude? You gay, dude? You you have to take a certain pitch. You gay, dude? Yeah, it's, it's all about the pitch with it. You gay, dude? It was like there was a guy, Buck, do you remember a guy named Armand that Armand. used to come by one of our roommates? I think with that name you already know. Yeah. The fem- <laughs> one of the females. Not Armando, but Armand. Yes. One of the females we used to live with at our apartment uh, befriended one of the waiters at our local Denny's. Yeah. And his yeah. name was Armand. And then he used to come over and he'd be like, hey, hey, guys. Uh, anybody want a back rub? Because I think he's really like the raves. And, so he like get, he like give people back rubs and shit. And while you're drunk, you're like, oh fuck it, I'll take a back rub mm. from a Denny's employee. Mm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. Especially when you say it like that, from a Denny's employee. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, is there a back rub class at Denny's that I don't no, know about? No qualified, <laughs> of course. I'll take that back rub. Thank you. Like, is that is that part of the training? They have a video. I will have a back rub with my moons over my hammy. Thank you. <laughs> A buffalo wings and a back rub. Thank you. I would go to Denny's more often if that was the case. But one, one time Armand's over, and Armand's hanging with everybody. And so I lay down on my belly. I'm like, hook a brother up. So he gives me a back rub. <laughs> You're like, Are you tra- okay, dude? You're like Travolta <laughs> at this point. <laughs> hook a brother up. You came in like wearing a robe or wearing a fucking uh, a towel. A towel, yeah. Hook we, a brother up. We weren't in a sauna, man. We <laughs> were. Know. Hanging out in our living room. Exactly. It's, it's even worse. Why are you wearing a towel in your living room? I wasn't. I was wearing dickies. I said, "Hook a brother up." And so Armand gave me a back rub, right? And I was like, "Oh, this is good." But I thought it was one of these things where the guys, like, you know, this is the West Coast, this is Southern California. Everybody cool, you know. Everybody love Fur Murray. And so then the guy he uh, he rubbed my back, and it was, it was fantastic. It was like he opened up some chakras and shit. And mm. I, you know, we were probably just drinking forties, hanging out. And then he, here's the thing where I think he might have been gay. Mm. He kissed me on the cheek when he finished. I mean, he didn't finish, finish like he finished the back rub. <laughs> Sounded really wrong. Yeah, that's a good soundbite too. <laughs> <laughs> he kissed me on the cheek. Share your bed. Yeah, there you go. But so he kissed me on my cheek, and I thought, man. I think Armand's in, into dudes, but then, like, I didn't want to be like, hey, man, don't kiss me on the cheek, because he just gave me a back rub, and that was nice. So I can't then counter it with, hey, fuck you, man, you know? Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, this story is about one degree away from, like, some guy being like, hey, you want a hand job? 
I, well, no, I, no. <laughs> At the time, I didn't. <laughs> it was leading up to it. Yeah, he I mean, <laughs> that, he made that forward kiss. Yeah, dude, you were you a, you were you just cocked. He's a gay dude, right? I, well, I don't know, man. There was a bunch of friends around. It wasn't like he thought that anything was going to happen. And Obviously, he did. I don't know if he'd ever assume I'm gay because I never give him any gay vibes. Obviously, he did. It's either, it's either <laughs> yeah. he's gay or he's European. And he just subtly turned European, you know. Oh, I finished the back up. Kiss you. It's, it's traditional. No, he he he. We're friends. We hold hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't have any kind of accent. I think he was from like Gardena. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> so when I'm talking to the, this uh, guy again, we're, we're not sure of his domestic situation, but um, I, I I told him I said, "You gay, dude." No, no. <laughs> you know, I, I said, uh, you know, everybody love Big Moose, but everybody love Fur Murray. And then I, I turned to my buddy Jarrett, who doesn't listen to our show, and I was like, I, I, I do this thing on the podcast. And then uh, this, and he's like, yeah, man. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's the funny thing about when you have the podcast and you have this this world that are the listeners, and then they're your closest friends, but it's kind of like your friends don't read your diary, and, and that's the way uh, everything shakes down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oscar just texted me. What's going on? So, welcome back to the Far Off Podcast. Also, uh, Elliot, before we started today's show... I do have some things to say. Uh, can, I, can I get beard real quick? Can you get a beer? I don't I know. Is that outside. is that safe, Todd? Is it safe? I think I can have a Miller highlight. Uh, before we started this show, Elliot, uh, he's been on the last two shows, and he's been begging me to discuss a certain issue because we talked about a party that he was at. Oh, oh boy. Oh, so this happens at least once. Did you shake the beer this, before you gave I it to me? I didn't. They are laying on their backs. Oh, they're really ugly. Yeah, it, it looks like I uh, had a moment here. It's the champagne of beers. It's yeah, the, that, it is the champagne of beers. It's the champagne of my crotch right now. This is what they do uh, at the NASCAR in the Midwest. They don't have actual champagne bottles. They just crack out 40s of these. Hey, I didn't just win the World Series. I just won a <laughs> beer on the show. Okay, so Elliot was... I was listening to an episode, and uh, you guys were talking about uh, a party we all went to with the Fist of Adonis. Yes. Which, oh, yeah. J- just a brief recap. Elliot, can you recap? Do you remember S- that show? So uh, what had actually happened was it's a pair of birthday buddies, and it was a girl and a guy, friend of ours, Skip, and as a gag gift, uh, me and a friend bought the Fist of Adonis at a sex shop as well as some... You bought it. Yeah. You bought it. You I purchased it. the Fist of Adonis. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. yeah, yeah. And some anal lube, cherry flavored, for our male friend now, to piss him off. I never thought I could say this, but the Fist of Adonis story just keeps going deeper. Oh, it gets worse. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. You said you bought anal lube. Yes. Is there a cherry difference? flavored? Yes. In case you you want to taste it after, which sounds very unappetizing. But is there a difference between lube for the anus and lube for? The vagina or the penis? I don't know. We bought it because it was a fist of Adonis, and there was something called cherry-flavored anal lube at the front. We didn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah, because you want to get in and out of the sex shop as quick as possible. Well, you know, we weren't we weren't going for use. We were just going to humiliate our friend. Okay. Which was not the lady. It was the guy. Okay, so it was Skip. So, uh, so in my story, I told the story about yeah. how I was at a party. Eventually, somebody got excited. And threw the Fist of Adonis on the roof of the party. And the Fist of Adonis is a large... It's it's a life-size, giant, flesh-colored fist. That one would, if they were into fisting, would insert probably into the, uh, you know, into any of one's orify. Well, you know, when you give it to a guy with anal-flavored, anal, cherry-flavored lube, you're pretty specific on what you're intending <laughs> to use it for. Now, I'm, I'm figuring this... This cherry-flavored lube sounds good, almost like a nice grenadine mix hmm. into, like, if you had a cocktail. Hmm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. You can ask Skip because he pocketed that shit real quick and then uh, threw the fist away or whatever, wound up on the roof. Uh, a few days later, however, uh, where I was living across the street, there's some kids, 
and someone had thrown it into the gutter, and the kids were playing with it. <laughs> how how old were these kids? These kids were probably freshmen in high school. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, yeah, they were just fun. like they thought it was the funniest fucking thing they'd ever seen. Were they hitting each other with a large fist that was was made to go up an orifice? Yes, mm. yes, yes, they were. Not not cool. And so it, were they doing? I, I'm figuring this. Like if I found the fist of Adonis and wasn't sure whether it went up in the gutter. In the gutter, wasn't sure whether what what orifice it went up. I would immediately take it to one of my friends and do like, uh, you know, when in Back to the Future, uh, two when they're in 2015, oh, sure. and and Biff is older and he has the cane with the fist on it, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Come on, mm-hmm. McFly!" I would definitely McFly one of my buddies on the head wow. with the fist of Adonis. That's, just, that's the move, yeah, yeah, because it has this kind of rubbery thing to it, <laughs> yeah. And I would just hit my friends over the head with the fist of Adonis. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, exactly. But you could probably knock a motherfucker out with it. Though. Yeah, that thing was thick and heavy. So the way I told the story is what it was told to me was that it wound up on the roof and that the father of the girl who owned the house... He definitely he did find it cleaning the roof like the next day or like a day or two after. So how did he get back on the roof if the children found it unless he no, no. it? So it was, it was on the roof. It came down. How it wound up in... Uh, the gutter across the street from my house is kind of a mystery, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, said friend who I gifted it to wound up getting it because father gives it to daughter. Yeah, and a- said, as one would to yeah. my daughter, I'd give her a fist of Adonis. What the yeah, what what the fuck is this? Oh, this isn't mine. That's what you <laughs> always say is the daughter. Yes, this isn't mine, but it actually wasn't. And so uh, it was probably given back to the recipient. Uh, which is what you do when you find someone's gift, right? Right. Because, you know, that was a gift. I paid money for that. He should be holding on to that. How much did the Fist of Adonis cost? I don't know. I think we spent a lot. Uh, between the two of us, I think we spent 20 bucks on both. Altogether. Altogether about 20 bucks. See, the thing about sex toys is the, the, the economics of sex toys is much different than you'd find these things in the natural world. <laughs> like a big plastic uh, or rubber or PVC. I don't know what the hell... They're Probably kind of, vinyl or some shit, rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It mocks the human form. Like if you were just to buy that as a normal non-sex toy, it would cost seven ninety nine. You know, if you bought it at the Compton Indoor Swap Meet, it would cost you seven ninety nine. Right. In a sex shop used for sexual purposes, it's not thirty dollars. I think it was. On, I think it was on sale. It's like a porno DVD would cost thirty dollars, but if you wanted to buy like Mike at Costco, it cost four dollars. But because there's porno on it now, the the price has gone up. Which makes no sense because it's free on the internet. But not the Fist of Adonis. No, that's not free anywhere. So do you feel relieved now, Elliot, that you told the full story of the Fist of Adonis? I think people should know. Okay. <laughs> the truth. And I'm sorry, was that girl at the party really attracted to Todd? Was that what was going on? She was she was attracted. To oh that. my god! She did, there was a yeah. That was the element of the story. I was just oh my there god. Was, there's a large age difference though. Which is good for me. I'm a married man now, so it's not an issue. I was single at the time, but you single know. at the time, single at the time. Yeah. Oh. She looked like. Uh, oh, I'm not going to get into it, but so moving on. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Chimp Pimps, helper monkeys for the sexually disabled. French made outfit sold separately. Elliot has a list here, mm-hmm. and I found this the other day, and I feel that it would be something that our listeners could be able to use on some level like you know again far out is all about you know making funny giving a sense of community to the world but we're also here to help giving back we give back and uh, i found a list at uh what was it was it uh, what's what's the website do you have it on on the list no i don't have any copy on that (laughs) oh god it's uh, men's health men's health men's health what's the list called five weird things that make you horny Okay, so we're talking about aphrodisiacs, okay? All right. Now, uh, everybody is dynamic sexually. I, I always say that there's, a, you never really know what people do with their money, and you never know what people do in the bedroom, no matter how well you know people, hmm. right? Hmm. I mean, there could be people that are, are your closest friend, and then you hear a story from another friend that they're a real freak, right? You also hear, but maybe you have a friend that has a lot of money, but they're they're broke as shit because they they overspend, right? Or you may have a friend that has no money, but they're really a baller, secretly. 
You never know. Even no, no matter how well you know people, these things are always you can never figure it out. Nor do you want to know. I figure once I, I've heard some stories from friends about their sexual proclivities, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to picture you in that situation. You ever you ever hear a story like that, Buck? As far as uh, me hearing about you, no. Oh no, I'm just about friends in general. Oh, everybody sorry. really lay one on you. I'm sorry, you are my only friend. <laughs> okay. I haven't heard. Elliot, you ever hear anything? Yes, yes, I have. I've been um, I've been included on the guy I want to tell you, f- my friend, about. Oh my god, ex sex thing I did, and as a friend, I don't know how to say shut the fuck up. Right. Right, because you know, like you're. A- but you want to know, kind of. I mean, there's a part where you don't want to know the next day. But if you're having beers, you're like, "Wow, you're you're a real freak, man. You you did that." Yeah, I mean, you know, there's you you, you want to know, but you also you don't want to hear the gory details, which is what they want to tell you. Right. And you- any specific details you've heard from somebody that you that you just really wanted to back off on it. Um. The okay, actually, there's a classic one, uh, which was a friend talking about how he wanted to fuck his girlfriend in the ass, and he said, "I've had a look back there a few times, and she keeps it pretty clean." Oh, so he he laid a little ground <laughs> research. Nice, that's right. Yeah, it's important. But it wasn't an attractive girl or an attractive guy, so I definitely didn't want to hear about either of those. <laughs> or an attractive guy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just one of those things where you you just wouldn't want to know, anyways. So before we get into this list, I got a, I got a question for everybody. We can roundtable this. Oh, yeah. Um, what gets you in the mood when it comes to music? Like, what's some oh. sexy music you mm. can put on or you have put on that you found is really successful in uh, really setting the mood? Like, you, you get the woman into your bedroom, right? You have your hi-fi on. <clears throat> you have your record player, right? Oh, yeah. And then, oh, let me, let me cue this up real quick. Let me cue up some sexy music. Do it up. Oh, not bad. Oh yeah, that's nice. Feeling that? Yeah, that was good stuff. So you get the music going. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe you play this song. Maybe you play a Lorem's dance that we're hearing right now. Or, you know, Buck, have you ever had a woman? Oh yeah. And you had her in your clutches. Oh yes. You pulled her out of some bar in San Pedro. And Thank you for setting the mood. Yes. And I may- lock all the doors. Make sure she can't leave. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> yes, you ha- exactly. Maybe you pride her with a wine cooler or some Zima. All exit points are blocked off. Go ahead. And you get her into the bedroom. Yeah. And then what CD do what? you put on? I mean, what 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 MP3? What what do you put on? Main main tune gets them in the mood. Yeah. Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers. Man. You put on, okay. What is is there a specific I got a song? Oh, yeah. I got a song. Yeah. Footsteps in the dark, baby. How's that go? Singing? I'm not singing Isley Brothers. I'm not an Isley Brother. I closely resemble uh, the Neville Brother. The fucked up thing? Yeah, with the the large mole. (laughs) (laughs) I resemble him. I I would like to play that. stature. I would like to play Aaron Neville singing. The touch, the feel of culture, the fabric of our lives. See, that I can do. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing footsteps in the dark. See, it is a beautiful song. It's what Ice Cube uh, covered for a Good Day. Oh, just waking. Up. Oh, nice. I like that. So, you, footsteps you, in the dark. The OG. I do have it on my phone. And do you find the women were receptive to this when you oh, started? Oh, it's very playing? receptive. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a killer. Yeah, it's a killer. Panty dropper. Elliot. Um, Panty droppers. When you're getting a woman to. Panty dropper. Yeah. Didn't I? By Durando. Really? I don't even know what that is. It's a, it's a good fucking. That's a good track, man. I'm sorry. Sing it. Sing it. Yeah, give give the audience an idea of what that is. I I can't. Is that Didn't that song? Didn't I treat you right now, baby? Didn't I? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that song. That's a that's a solid track. That and uh, the EP by Air Premier Symptoms is. Just a fucking go-to. I'm hey, sad to say. Here's a good, sexy, good, yeah, sexy music. Yeah. No, no, but air. I'm not feeling it. I found a. I've a. Be honest here, real talk. Oh, real talk. Oh. I've made some sweet love to a Mark's keyboard repair by Money Mark. It's like this, like kind of you know, loungy. Yeah. No, it's yeah, good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Also, a mezzanine by Massive Attack. All right. I'm not a big Massive Attack fan, but in the bedroom. I'm all about it. Like I'm not listening to it in the car, but you hear like tricky's like, you know, 
Exactly. Pretty much the only time I'm into that techno or I'm sorry, techno. I, I trip hop. Trip hop to bullshit music is EDM. When it's making sexy time. Yeah, I don't like to listen to that shit off the off the sexy time. <laughs> You're not on the 110 freeway, no. Roll, little massive attack. No. But when I do hear it, it, it reminds me of the sexy. Yeah. You get a little bit down there. You get, yeah, you get, yeah. Get, 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 get a little sexy. I mean, I, 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 I mean, there's some stuff that, like, some female singers, like, if I'm just sitting in my car in traffic and there's a little Fiona Apple, I start feeling a, a little bit of tension down below. I feel like the, the pants are getting a little tight. Do you guys have any, uh, like, alcohol? Like, if you want to get in the mood with a woman, mm. is there a drink? You might bring out like Elliot before we did the commercial on the show. It's like the couple that drinks DiZorno together, like a nice French liqueur, watches porno together. Um, is there any kind of alcohol? Like I always find that wine is a nice thing to get everybody on the same page sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you, it's mellow. I once had a. I was once with this lady, nice, uh, beautiful uh, Blacksican woman. <laughs> yeah, and my single days. Okay. And what we did was we took shots. Cavassier and tequila? No, no. We, we took shots and we had a puke off. We basically took <laughs> shots and said, first person who pukes loses. But uh, let's just say if the woman is with me back in my pad, the only reason she's there, she's there is for the promise that I made her, which is for shots of Jägermeister. Oh, so, so you do that. That's what we're there for. That's what I'm serving. So you, you, do you chill the Jäger? I don't do that, no. I'm not that traditional. You don't. You don't have. Yeah, the, well, you don't I'm have not, the machine. No, the I'm full not machine that asshole. With the spout. Nope. I go straight up Jaeger. What do you want? You throw some. You loop. came back here. What do you want? <laughs> you want it in a glass or a shot glass, lady? <laughs> Fucking straight out the bottle. <laughs> and, any drink that you uh, furnish a lady? Um, I would say. Uh, I don't know any any drink. Actually, you're a, you're a mess. You can you just drink whatever. Right? Yeah, I mean, any drink's gonna lead to the mood, right? No, not not necessarily. I, I like you know personally. I like a except wine. gin. Except gin. Gin is not sexy. <laughs> gin, no. yeah, gin's not gonna bring sexy. It's, like, it's just gonna be like it's fighting. Like old. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old thing. It's what maybe if you had a chick with some real nasty ass breath, maybe <laughs> gin because she might. Uh, she might taste like Christmas trees after that. So, I don't know. Any drink that people in 1984, like the movie 1984, <laughs> I just think of John Hurt drinking Victory Gin. Like, that's that's all that does for me. But we have a list here that Elliot has of some things that you may not know, some weird things that sexually may uh, help you out if you're trying to set the mood. So, El- Elliot, let's go through this list. To help out the far out audience. All right, number one uh, on this list. Any guesses, Buck? Say hey. Playing, Say hey. Say hey. Uh, playing porno. I don't know what, yeah, what's exactly. what's the deal. Number uh, one is I would say visual visual stimulant. All right, not too far. Twitter. What? Really? Yeah, Twitter is number one. Uh, 2011 survey from dating website OkCupid found that its members who tweeted at least once a day were twice as likely to regularly masturbate. Oh. Well, that's not really... I mean, that is, no one's going to... Yeah. Is, is that why you seek my opinion? Like, was that, <laughs> was that like a thinly veiled thing? Because it wasn't that thinly veiled. Buck doesn't tweet that often. Yeah, yeah do you tweet? <laughs> do you tweet uh, alone? Uh, <laughs> do you Twitter yourself every now and then? Next question. <laughs> I follow Buck Perez on Twitter, and he's literally tweeted, tweeted three tweeted times. Like five times. Yeah. yeah. If you retweet some something, is that a twat? <laughs> oh Jesus! I, I tweet, I've been waiting for that joke. Come on! <laughs> All right, go ahead. I tweet very frequently, but I think more the thing is that Twitter is kind of masturbation to begin with. It's mm-hmm. definitely. So if you find a girl like uh, Eve Barlow from the Enemy. That I follow her on Twitter. That's I, I've said before is my new stock. She tweets very frequently. So, uh, do you think that maybe she needs some assistance when she masturbates? Uh, though there's no formal study to back yes. things up, clinical sexual psychologist uh, Kat Von Kirk, DHS. That's a great name. Uh, suspects that people who tweet have easier access to um, visual stimuli, considering the time they spend in front of a computer. So this could be a good thing for our list uh, at Far Out Podcast at Todd A. Perry at Buck Perez writer on uh, Twitter. Now I'm thinking this that maybe those of you who are on Twitter who see girls who tweet all the time, they may be more easy. Oh, mm. you know, it's like they say that the women who smoke 
have way more sexual partners throughout their lifetime than women who don't smoke. And so I'm thinking that if, if a girl tweets often and she smokes, mm. bring her over, buck. Yeah. Fire up that uh, Jägermeister. Get some Isley Brothers yeah, going. Isley. Yeah. And uh, make some sex in her. So yeah. is that going to change the term from smoking hot to tweeting hot? Is there a <laughs> thank you, Elliot? Yeah, on that one? Thank you, Elliot. Yeah. So now I just think when I see somebody who tweets a lot that, like, the other hand, you know. You know what's going on. Yeah, you only need one hand. All right, what else? Two taps, one hand. What else we got in that list? Number two, pumpkin pie. Mm, All right. In Mm. a study from Chicago's Smell and Taste Research Center, researchers tested the effects that 24 orders had on the arousal in men. According to lead researcher Alan Hirsch, MD, the number one scent that increased men's penile blood flow oh. is pumpkin pie. Was a combination of lavender and pumpkin pie. Hmm. Oh, lavender. Yeah. So, like, if like a lavender, like you've had a scentsy in the house, or like some, I don't know. I can't. Lavender doesn't do anything for me. But so, a lavender candle and a pumpkin pie candle. Next time you're going down to town, see if it works. So maybe you know the interesting thing would be to, to do some kind of penile. You know, what do they call it? The Tumescence Meter? Where you and me and Buck, you, you put a pumpkin pie in the room, and, and, and then we, we all see who, who rises to the occasion. Yeah, that sounds straight. Faster or harder? Longer. No, no, no. Penile Harm- blood flow. Okay. We're going for hardness. Well, no, you know, it depends because you could be real. My Petey Stalami again, champion right here. Let's do this. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, you could be, you could be rocking a four incher. And be real hard. I but appreciate some- that. Thank you. You're being very generous, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Or somebody could be rocking eight inches in semi-flaccid, and that's way Thank more. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he did look at you on that. He did like kind of like or something. Mm. <laughs> and then that could be way more blood flow. Mm. Like I that's always figure that like y- you know if if you see a guy if you're watching a pornographic film the guy has like an eleven incher. Or something obscene like that. You got to figure like if he stands up, like you know, you're, you're sitting down. If you stand up and you have a boner, like you, you're gonna fall over because right, you don't you, have enough. You start seeing spots and e- like equilibrium off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would hate to be turned on. That and just managing that on a daily basis has got to be a real bitch. Yeah, loose pants. Yeah. So pumpkin pie and it, lavender. It may, pumpkin pie and lavender. You got to have both. Makes it a little weird for the next time that I have Thanksgiving. And like some of my male relatives were all sitting around having some pumpkin Just pie. Just pumpkin pie alone? Yeah, that's weird. All right, what else you got in that list? No turkey this year, honey. Just pumpkin Just pie. pie. I'm lavender. <laughs> I'm going to give you some turkey. What's that, Sitsy Lavender? Mm, that's good. Uh, number three, the economy. Oh, I'm sorry. The economy. Your wallet might have taken a hit from the recession, but your sex drive hasn't. Tough economic times could make men more tempted to sleep around, according to a series of experiments from the University of Kansas. Since money is the main way we gauge resources today, the stagnant economy could make our ancestral instincts kick in. In prehistoric times of famine, men who sought out lots of one-night stands may have helped preserve the species, even if they kicked the bucket the next day. Yeah, we're doing society a favor. That's how I see it. Well, I think maybe it means like your resources, which you, you think you could woo a woman with, are now gone. Therefore, you need to work even harder at the bar. So I'm trying to think of whether maybe when I was more poor or had more money financially, whether... You were just chasing skirt? I was chasing skirt harder. But the the, the problem is that when I was poorer, I was more single right. as right. well. So I was I was, I was was really going for the panties a little more. So I, I, I don't know. Buck, how do you feel about this? Um, mostly I feel, uh, being a man, a man is only as... Uh, as committed as his options, I guess. Yeah. Like, if I had a shit ton of money and stuff like that, I would have a lot more, you know. But you probably work less harder than... I would I would not work at all. I would try and do nothing. Like, if I had a shit ton of money, I would just try and <laughs> you, do You nothing. could just walk in and just, like, pull out your wad and be like, this is this, this, yeah. just write this. I, I, I have, have this any, wad. <clears throat> I wouldn't have any goals or anything like that. I would just do nothing. I would literally be a... I would put philosopher... On my tax return. That's what I would be, yes. Visionary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's all I want out of life. 
Yeah, you know, I think I think when people are younger and poorer is actually w- when they're having more sex. College. The, the moment you have double income, no kids, and you're living in the suburbs in a house, I'm not saying that. Uh, that sounds like someone I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Sounds like somebody, you know, but yeah. Oscar. <laughs> Next one. Fear. Oh. In a classic study, researchers dispatched an attractive female assistant to ask two groups of guys to fill out a survey. The women approached one set of men on a short, sturdy bridge while she contacted the other group on a long, shaky suspension bridge with a frightening 230-foot drop. The men on the more dangerous bridge provided more sexual answers on the survey and were five times more likely to call the woman after the experiment. Your blood's going. You know, I would think, you know, you're more of a hyped up situation. Of course, your mind's going to go sexual, too, as well. Uh, well, I think blood's any, flowing. You know, I, I, I would I, I, I agree with this study, but I think that any time a woman would want to engage with all of us sexually, there'd be an element of fear involved. Of course. Especially going back to Buck's apartment. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Yeah, that's why he locks the door. That's, that's what I'm saying. Block all entry points. Yeah, because Buck's apartment. Explain your apartment. If, 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 like, is this just, like Joe's apartment? Buck's apartment? Just, just Welcome to Buck's apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roger Roaches. <laughs> Roger Roger. Like if I was a woman that sat down on your couch, oh yeah, I would. I would be like, I would. It would be Hammer House of Horrors. Yeah. And by the way, I've asked you for your couch like four times now, and it's still sitting. Oh, I did too before I, my girlfriend bought a you new serious? couch. Yeah. We've all asked Todd for this couch. Yeah, we have. It's sad. It's sitting right next to me. I'm sorry. It's, it's a nice, nice velvet green couch that. Many a lady would have a very nice night on, and he's denying me. Yeah, because they'd be you'd sleep on your bed, and she'd sleep on the couch. I'd pretty much make her sleep on the couch. <laughs> Out with you, I sleep alone. I know. I, I've had. I'm I've sorry. Had, I kick at night. My 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 old apartment. Jimmy legs. Yeah. My old apartment that I had in Long Beach that I shared with Oscar. Sexy was was definitely it, it had a nice 1920s Long Beach really oh, yeah. cool flair to it. And so, it was like, it seemed like I was cool, but like, literally, we had mold climbing up the walls, and like, we we live like animals. The 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 peeling wall in the bathroom. Yeah, we had a peeling wall in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, yeah. I kind of live in that condition, but my landlord is very good, so he does like maintain our places very much. But yeah, it's 1920s. My place was made in 1920s. Well, the great thing about Todd's apartment. <laughs> Was for what three years? There was a stairwell in the back that was continually falling apart to the point that no, that shit was the bridge at Universal Studios. Yeah, you, that shit was crazy. Yeah, yeah you did yeah. not want to like step foot on it. Yeah, like no one, would, no one in their right mind would touch that. And, like eventually, he repaired it with a very solid, full job. But before, it was like worn, like wood that he had found off like a ship under the ocean, like a hundred years yeah, prior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, you know. My move was I would cut it off at the pass. Once the woman came to the door and came up the stairwell into my apartment, mm. uh, I once showed up with one girl that I dated for a while. God bless her. <laughs> I showed up for the date. She showed up to my apartment, and I rolled up with a pint glass <laughs> full of wine, and I opened the door. Classy. And then later she said to me, <laughs> later she said to me, she, she goes, you know, uh, as the relationship progressed, she said, Todd, uh, you, you drink a bit. And I said, yes, yes, I do drink a bit. And uh, n- nothing's changed, by the way. That was, you know, eight years ago. Nothing Ap- th- Apropos statement, yes. Nothing has changed. And uh, I said, how, d- how did you know that? How did you put that together? And she goes, well, you showed up on our first date with a pint glass full of wine before you took me out on our first date. Hey, if Man. you have a pint glass full of Guinness, okay. Wine? Yeah, Red that's, wine. A, that's, a, that's a strange one <laughs> that's, I'm going to say right there. That's fucking Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Weird wino move right there. <laughs> but, but you know, I, 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 I show the woman what she's into up front. You were drinking Ripple out of a bag. <laughs> on, our first, on our first date. I, uh, my, my, my wife, Sarah, uh, on our first date, I rolled up late. By an hour and a half, <laughs> nice. and I rolled up in my grandma's '83 Dodge uh, Colt. Oh wow, that was a good year. Yeah, 
It's the year I was born. Yeah, and it, it ran on vibrator batteries. And <laughs> she and, and, and she said, uh, the, the moment I picked her up and I put her in the car, she goes, oh, you drive a beater car like me. And I thought, oh, this is the woman I'm going to marry. And you oh. did. And I did. All right. But I, I had another, the same girl that I uh, showed the, um, the wine glass to on the first date. Later in the relationship, right before the breakup, she she uh, kind of confided with me, and she said, "You're not very good at taking care of yourself, are you?" <laughs> well, she brought that back up. Yeah, she said, uh, "I hate that shit." You're not good, but it wasn't like she didn't give it any extenuating circumstances as right. to why I was bad at it. She just said, "You really are not very good at taking care of yourself, are you?" I said, "Nope." <laughs> well, did you explain that's why you need a woman? Yeah, yeah, but she can. You know, she she could mm. hardly stand. Okay, <laughs> what's next? What else you got in that list? Eric? So we are we coming to the last one. Or? Last one, the color red. Oh, oh yeah. men are more attracted to women in rouge without even knowing it. Oh, in one experiment, researchers had men rate pictures of women in terms of attractiveness and found that women in red were given significantly hotter grades than those in other colors. Men even passed over pictures of the same woman they had previously rated as sexy when they were dressed in different hues. Mm. I know. I think that's true. A woman like in a, a nice red dress with like bright red lipstick is really sexy. And you can even put on a girl who isn't that sexy, and then you'll have a reaction. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. The red dress, man. And red is the color of the desperate. Well, if you do wear red, it's it's a. So you're saying if you see a woman who's wearing a lot of red, it means she's really like she wants it that night. She wants the Jägermeister back at your pad. Yes, she's hot to trot, or either that, or you know, you're just a very vain person if you would wear red, especially in a portrait or maybe something you're being painted by. You're a photographer, so you get it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I I understand. Well, could you imagine Jessica Rabbit in anything other than red? Oh. That's been the only cartoon that I that I maybe have had a hard on. <laughs> kind of really Speaking pinpointing that, it. Redheaded chicks. Redheads. More attractive than not. I would I would say yes. That's been a movement. We've talked about this before on yeah. the show that, that sexually as a man, my appetites have changed over time. And I find redheads much more attractive than when I was younger. Hmm. That that and you also know that redheads are always cray. Oh, they're crazy as shit. My first girlfriend was a ra- like a redhead, like a redhead, redhead, and after that, I was like, never again. Two yeah. nuts, two fucking nuts. Wow, that that's what you had. <laughs> too many I'm nuts. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just balls on a woman I ever saw. It's really something to deal with. I, yeah, yeah. The, the the redheaded girls. Yeah, but but. Red lipstick, like really, you know, bright. That you just want to kiss that, you know. The, the skank lipstick, yeah. Skank right. stick, right. guys. I love it when they glob it on. Yeah, glob that shit on. Yeah, I don't mind. You like it when they eat a grilled cheese and it sticks <laughs> no. on the. Uh, they got the "I'm so sorry" the sauce funny, on there. Like <laughs> the, the funniest thing though is when uh, people are in line, they're fucking drunk, macking out, and it's literally like this happened more than five times. The guy is wearing like the pink lipstick, and you look at the chick, and she's like got it all globbed on her face. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, dude, here's a fucking paper towel. <laughs> Wipe that shit off. You. Let me help you out. Yeah, buddy. come on, you you're seriously talking to me with lipstick on right now, like because he's got it all on. Yeah, I what I what, back in my single days when I used to hit the clubs, I used to always put on a lot of lip- red lipstick. No. That's <laughs> where we're going with this. No, I used to always put on uh, chapstick because mm-hmm. it, it made the lips kind of glossy and I figured out a better chance of like macking a girl in the club. <laughs> right? Okay. I don't do that. I haven't put on lipstick in 10 years, but... I've never even considered that an option. Maybe I'm. Maybe my game is off. Yeah, that's where you're. Maybe see, I got That's a, where you're faltering, sir. I'm chap sticking it up tonight. It was that and making sure the back of my head looked good for my hair because half of people see from behind. Okay. Just just in wow. general. Wow. Yeah. All right. And so before we go out, we'd always, you know, me and my buddies, you know, we'd always go, "How's the back of my head look?" Because <laughs> half these bitches may just see me from behind. They may they, they may like my ass. But if the back of my head's fucked up, no go. 
It could be a game over. Well, you still have a full head of hair in the back, right? Uh, this was back then. This is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> this was back then, yeah. I made a mistake the other day of many. Oh, whatever. And I was, uh, uh, you notice I have a shorter haircut than normal? Look at oh, my hair. yes, you do. You just took the head off for the first time, shocking us all. Yeah. And uh, I went to uh, Floyd's. In, oh. in Venice Beach where I get my hair cut. Like the, a, you went to the cool place? I went to the cool place on my oh, lunch break. Oh, man. And the the woman who was cutting my hair, she said, oh. uh, you know, normally I just go ahead and take a little bit off, you know, and it's a very uncomfortable conversation when I'm getting my hair cut because I'm, I'm like balding and she knows I'm balding. And then I have to kind of say I want to keep a little bit on the top just so I can comb it over a little bit. Right. Mm. But I, I want to say that without saying it. Right. Because I don't want to say, hey, leave me a comb over. <laughs> like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Why make, not? Make me look like Hitler. The one like, the one line I have is stay off of Widow's Peak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell the barber now. Yeah, because I've had too many fucked up haircuts. Look, just stay off of Widow's Peak. We'll be fine. I do that. I pull it down. I would just say, keep it cool like I'm going to church tomorrow so my grandma would be happy. And leave a little bit on the top. But mm. th- but but this girl came at me from a different angle, and she said, uh, "So what what do you want it cut at?" And then she gave me one through five. Oh, and oh, now everybody, that's a, that's a buzz. Yeah, she went straight to the uh, straight to the Clippers, like military. Yeah, and so I didn't remember like back in the day when I used to call that it was the nineties, and you'd fade it. Right? Right. So I said a two because she would, you know, two at the ear, four at the top of the crest, right? You said two? So I said two. Oh, good lord. And then she just did my shit, right? Like, I, like she gave me a military cut, but then she left some shit on the top, and I said, honey, babe, you're going to have to make this symmetrical, you know? So I came home, <laughs> and my wife, she goes, oh, you got your hair cut. Yeah, and you know what I said? No shit. <laughs> and, no shit. Sure. And so my wife looked at it and she goes, "You look like you just enlisted." I said, "Yeah, you know, you know." And then she just kind of looked at me and did the. Anytime she gets her hair cut, and even if I don't like it, I'm like, "Oh, it's the best shit!" Because that's a week of your life in hell if you don't react correctly to the haircut. So my wife didn't like the haircut. And she she thought that it was too short, and then later she's like, you know, it's just not sexy because you're gaining weight, you're getting a beer gut, <laughs> and you have this horrible haircut. Oh, wow. yeah. So not only do you have to first recognize that the haircut's there, like because I, I was bad at that. You got your hair did? Oh shit, sorry. So you have to recognize that it's there, and then you have to immediately like it because if you don't, you're fucked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're you're in a I don't know. I don't see you slobbering up. You you don't look that slobby, unsexy to me, right? Right, right Elliot. Well, he's got a shirt on. L- so. Let's just pump him up a bit. Oh, Thanks, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He looks okay. Oh, he looks, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing there. You're fin not trim, fin trim. But you know, you know Jim Belushi. <laughs> You're funny. She wants the sexy and call her. Call her at the shot on this one. To pay it. <laughs> just no. come home to paid up and be like. What? How you like me now? Oh man, you know? we we had a yeah. re, a recent thing at my work where uh, the owner of our company was like his fortieth birthday, and he has like blonde hair, like surfer hair, right? Ooh. So as for the birthday party, they gave everybody the surfer hair wig. Yes. So it was like this nice wig, and everybody wore the wigs as a surprise party. Yeah. And I put the wig on. I looked in the mirror, and I thought. It looks like me when I was 22. Oh. And I had this sad moment of wanting to keep the wig on. <laughs> oh, I was like, geez. it oh, feels geez. like... You know, I was like, okay, imagine this, motherfuckers. What if somebody chopped your dick off? <laughs> and then, sorry. And then you, Jesus. And then you put on a strap on. You're like, oh, wow, there was my penis. There was. <laughs> yep. You'd want to wear that a little bit longer than you should, right? I, I would imagine. But that's what I'm saying. Just... Bring sexy back, as Timberlake would say. Just come bringing it, dude. Come Start- bring, bring the toupee. Bring the toupee back. No, I can't do it. Don't just do something. It. Just she's calling you out, saying, you know, you're not that sexy. If you did that to her, she'd be in the gym. 
You know what I'm saying? She's already in the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, oh, actually. Oh, shit, that is a problem. Yeah, she goes to the gym like four days. Personal yeah, trainer. So maybe she's getting on you for that. So in lieu of that, which is hell, <laughs> get a toupee. You know what I'm saying? Don't it's do cheaper. The physical, yeah, don't do the physical shit, right? We're all seeing my point of view right now. Well, I, here's the deal. Here's why I've won. Huh. I said yes to the dog. And Furry Murray, much like Big Moose. Oh, yeah. Everybody love it? It's very furry, right? So my wife now can pet the dog instead of my head. Well, I I, I don't see that as like a benefit. That's just her liking the dog more than you, man. Well, she can't leave me now because she'd have to share custody of the dog. And was your relationship like that? She would pet your head like a dog? I like to thank everybody was for it, listening was it to like, the yeah, Podcast. Like Buck Perez, thank you for being on the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank Announcer you. Elliot Dagan, thank you for being here. FaroutPodcast.com. Stitcher. For those of you who want to do an app, download the Stitcher app. The show appears on the Stitcher app. You can stream it from your iPhone, iPod Touch, your Palm Pre, Android, whatever else you do. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, as I always say, Akbaka, Baka Chaka. Miss you.